0: Welcome back to The Balancing Act, a podcast focused on business and leadership here with Dr. Andrew Tempty, author of the book by the name The Balancing Act. You can go find that, of course, at your local bookstores and on Amazon. A great read. I uh, actually read it for the second time recently, uh, so it has been good. I've talked before in our discussions, Andy, about the parenting tips I have pulled out of it. Uh, we've need some negotiation skills with our four-year-old over the past uh, few weeks, so it's been good to to dive back in. But how have you been? Uh, looking forward to this conversation on Courage Day, but want to hear uh, first and foremost uh, how you've been uh, and what's new in your world.
1: Yeah, well, we're it's uh, we're recording this uh, right around the the, the Christmas holidays, uh, so ramping up getting Christmas cards out. Uh, it it's a, it's a, it's a great time of year, obviously for all of us, a time for Thanksgiving and, uh, and renewal and, and rebirth. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm leaving, uh, Kaplan at the end of this year and, uh, and, and your career at Kaplan is coming, coming to a close. So I want to thank you for uh, a very strong career at Kaplan. And, uh, I just want to, you know, tell, let our listeners know how, uh, what kind of affection? Uh, 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 at least I, I'm not going to speak for you, but at least I, <laughs> at least I have uh, to my uh, very soon former former employer. So, little commercial, you know, if you've got uh, exam prep or uh, uh, a need for a licensure designation or certification, uh, Kaplan is your uh, is the place that you should go. So, uh, little little commercial for our former employer.
0: I will use a word that I intend to be very positive. It is a unique place. Uh, and there are some uh, absolutely wonderfully brilliant and empathetic people there who do great work. Uh, and uh, I would uh, not take back the past eight and a half years of my life uh, working there and meeting great people and doing great work and uh, helping learners across the world uh, move on to whatever was next, right? I think that's the great part, too, of the, the journey we're a part of uh, in working at Kaplan one of the things uh that i've talked about of late is leaving has taken some courage from me has taken some uh ability to to take a deep breath and you know the grass is always greener uh the devil you know versus the devil you don't know whatever cliche you want to use um but there's been anxiety there's been uh the need to sort of take a deep breath and summon that courage summon that ability to say hey i'm going to take this dive i'm going to take this leap of faith and see what's next and We're going to talk about courage today in business, um, the idea of of how that plays. But we've talked so much about human skills or as you've coined here, um, sorry, uh, soft skills. But as you've coined, human skills or emotional skills uh, throughout the business world, Uh, empathy, emotional intelligence, resilience, they've been viewed as nice to haves, also rands, right? Things that aren't critical to business or or to business skills to be a manager or to be a leader. Um, It's a long list, though right? There's a long, long list of things that you have said are probably equally as important, or table stakes for managers and leaders. Uh, Critical thinking, time management, adaptability, communication, creativity, work ethic, all are part of it. This is Andy's list that he gave me. I'm not you know, firing (laughs) this off the top of my head, but um, I think it's worth throwing courage in there too, as you do. So we can define courage from a Wizard of Oz. Uh, We can define courage from uh, the great men and women in service uh, around the world, uh, in the military. Um, but what does courage mean to you? Uh, what, what does it mean to you as we shape this conversation around courage in the workplace?
1: Yeah, it, you know, so so many people think about courage in that frame of, I'm going to go run into this burning building, or uh, there was just a car accident that happened in front of me, and I'm going to run toward the, the car accident. Uh, you know, we are uh, as human beings, most of us have wiring that uh, is f- uh, flight or fight or flight, uh, meaning we, we, we want to run away from the fire our natural tendency is to avoid conflict. Uh, and, uh, and so we we're today we're not talking about that bravery that courage to, to, to run toward the fire. Uh, today we're talking more about courage uh, in the application of uh, speaking out against something that uh, is that you can't tell your your uh, your your grandmother about. Uh, Andy Rosen, my my former boss at Kaplan, uh, you know this is the, this is where I learned that phrase because he would come into a you know he would come into a meeting 15 years ago, and and say look. We are the kind of company that is focused on doing the right thing. And if I ever, if I ever say anything that makes you uncomfortable, or you go home and you don't think you can tell your mom about what we talked about, then let's have a conversation about that. Uh, so you know, that's the kind of courage that uh, you know. And uh, another another example is uh, holding your peers uh, accountable. You know, you've got that other team across the hall, or you've got the gal in the cubicle that's, uh, that, that's right across from you. And you, never, you never talk face-to-face, and you always talk through email, and there's kind of this hidden uh, uncomfortability and tension uh, be- between you. And it takes real courage to, to get up and walk, walk across the, 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 the hall and say, hey, I'm feeling this uh, this tension. This is hurting our, our ability to work together. Uh, let's let's talk about it. You know that's the kind of courage that 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 we're going to talk about today uh, in in this conversation
0: and that that plays just so much on the conversations we've had in the past about engagement, disengagement and the idea of how we connect with people and duplicity and all of these different things that all tie together clearly in your book and, and the way you are trying to get managers and future managers to think about how they apply themselves in, in the workplace. And I think courage in a idea of self-reflection and peer reflection and ability to talk to people makes so much sense. Um, probably not a word many people would apply to the workplace, but something that does matter and something that can, uh, well, let me ask you this instead. Do you think courage can be taught? Can someone learn in the workplace to be, be courageous in the way you're describing it here uh, at as this discussion?
1: Yeah, I I absolutely believe it it can be taught uh, because it has it is a skill that I have grown w- within within myself. I am uh, the, uh, a poster child, if you will, of of how courage can be taught. Because if you talk to me 15 years ago uh, or 20 years ago, uh, and, and, and we needed some uh, constructive conflict, uh, we, we needed to really get, in, get into it. Uh, I would have run screaming from the room. Uh, I would have rather uh, swam with sharks. I would have rather run to a burning building than look you in the eye and say, you know, Dan, I just don't understand what it is you're trying to get across. Can we dial it back and go back to the fundamentals? Uh, Because, you know, we've got some real tension that we've got to work through here and we're not aligned. Uh, A very, you know, we talk about passive aggressiveness and that that's something that I'd like to just lay on the table uh, for everybody here, because if, it's a it's a phrase that I encourage everybody to learn more about because it, it's those passive aggressive behaviors that mean that you're not being courageous uh, and constructively courageous uh, when uh, when 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 you need to be. So in terms of can it be taught, um, it, it's more of it takes practice and it's those first few times. When you really put yourself out there, and you and 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 it may seem totally normal and logical to everybody else, but you're sitting there going, "Oh my God! Oh my God! I'm going to put myself out there. The words are going to come out of my mouth live." Ah! You're just inside, just screaming like that. That anxiety is real. Yep. You you lose your deodorant right away. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So we can all think back to these times yep. when we didn't smell the way that we normally smell. And, uh, you know, you know what that smell smells like. <laughs> and, and, and we and we'd like to be passive aggressive. We'd like to just hike, come go back into our shells, but we take that leap. Right. And we step out and, and we say it, and then we, and then we allow the silence to pass and we allow the time to pass. And we use our yoga practice and we take a deep breath and we go, okay, I can engage in this conversation without getting heated, without getting all worked up and be constructive in, in this conversation. It takes practice.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a muscle, right? It's a muscle that needs to to be worked out. And uh, sometimes that first workout's the worst one, (laughs) you come back pretty sore, uh, but you get back on and keep moving forward. And, And I think you've talked also just general about environments and, and, being in a constructive environment allows you to be more courageous, allows you to take those risks and speak up more. Um, what's an application to you, though, of courage in the workplace? What, what may not be obvious to someone listening that is a courageous action a manager, a leader could take uh, or should be taking, really, uh, as they keep moving forward in their own career?
1: Yeah, yeah, courage Let's. So we've been talking about courage more from an individual contributor and how you build it through time. Uh, But shifting gears, let's talk about leaders and managers. Uh, Many leaders and managers get into their first management job and they think, "Here I go! I can make all these changes, and I can tell Susie finally which way is up and 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 the and the way to go." and, and that is one of the biggest mistakes that a leader or manager can make is assuming that, uh, that, that you can actually have control. And I, I've written about this in, in, uh, in some of my musing on, on the website, uh, but the, the courageous thing from a leadership perspective is to think, okay, I'm in this position I'm in this position because together we need to make the team better, we need to make the company better, we need to provide great products and services for our for our customers and that it's not about me as the leader or manager and way too many times too often the spotlight gets put on the me of the manager or the leader as the as the personality uh, of of the group. And and you think it's about me, but it's not, it's about your people. And so where I'm the long story short of this is that as a leader, one of the most courageous things you can do is number one, hire people that you have a pretty good idea from the outside set that someday they're gonna leapfrog past you. They're going to be better than you are. And that is something, that's an acceptance that takes a a lot of courage and a lot of self-reflection to get to. Now, once you start hiring people that can potentially surpass you, then it's even more courageous to put some muscle behind that and continuously develop them so that they can add the skill, the knowledge, the, the ability and the attitudes to surpass you, uh, to surpass you one day. And, and, and then, you know, to make the, to make the time for that, uh, and not make it, well, Dan, we got to get our work done, but I'm going to provide you these great learning opportunities and you can do them from midnight to 3 (laughs) (laughs) a.m. On Saturdays and Sundays. Right.
0: It's, it's, uh, not I, but we right? It's the the frame of reference that you're, uh, you know, cliches galore here today for me, but uh, rising tide raises all boats. The, the idea of we're all, you know, pushing towards the same end. We're trying to get to the same place. And um, I always draw parallels to parenting. It's setting your kids up for success and not, you know, thinking through the idea of you want them to have a better life than you had, right? That, that's the the premise we all sort of strive for with our children and applying that at work hey, the people I hire, not saying they're your children, but uh, saying that they are there for you to help them along their career path. They're not there to help you. Uh, you're there to help the company together. I think that's a, a great point and courage in being okay that they pass you, being okay with that. Is it enough though, Andy, to hire, just hire individuals who might surpass you? What's really the the how and and how would you tell a manager today to set the team up for success? You started dropping some of it in your last answer, but how would you put this to someone listening right now to really help them think through?
1: Yeah, it, it's it's that uh, it's that we mentality, uh, and and it's it's all about experiential learning and development, learning and development that directly connects to the work that needs to be done and directly connects to the skill gap that may exist within the team and for the individual. And the suggestion that I'm going to give to our listeners today is that uh, the concept of gifted and talented, the concept of uh, your high performers, we call them hypos uh in the L and D and human resources space. Those are concepts that uh, that really need to go away or need to take a back seat to the concept of, of equity. Because what I the the specific uh, outcome uh, or takeaway that I'd like to give our listeners today is that you know we we all do annual reviews we. Uh, They're uncomfortable. Nobody really gets a lot out of them. The the recipient is sitting there, sitting on their hands going, when is this going to end? I'm not listening to anything anyway, because I'm scared to death that I'm going to lose my job, blah, blah, blah. And the leader doesn't do them very well anyway, uh, in most cases, because they don't, you don't do it that often. So instead, make those conversations, those development conversations, a continuous part of the the, the, the implicit contract that is between manager and employee and replace those with skill development and learning conversations where the manager paints a very clear picture of the kinds of skills that are necessary for the future success of the department and the business and is having direct conversations about that individual's right. skill inventory and the gap that needs to be closed, and then plug them. And that conversation can happen with everybody in the department, irrespective of level and position. So you get everybody involved in the learning. You don't have to spend the same amount of money on everybody, but giving everybody a chance to develop and customizing the development to the individual, irrespective of position. Uh, takes a lot of the haves have-nots. The why are you uh, giving uh, Susie all the all the learning opportunities and I get none? So trust starts to build. Right. It just has all sorts of all sorts of benefits.
0: Something we're hearing in public education as well, right? The customized learning track and and not just for the high end or the low end of the spectrum, right? Like making it that it is a trusted process for every student in the classroom saying here, same trusted for everyone in the workplace that you're going to analyze and, and look and then assign and keep them moving forward. And I'd even say, if you start to see gaps big enough, then you hire, right? Then you then you know you need to bring someone in maybe, or you need to shuffle the team around, or you need to figure some different things out if those gaps three years out are becoming too big or the, the industry that you're in is changing in some way. Really, really insightful points. And I think courage... As a word, hopefully means a little bit different to people listening thus far, and a word that can be used uh, in the workplace and and not just meant for you know running into a burning building or or going off to to serve in the military or whatever it might be, uh, which are all great definitions of the word in and of themselves. but what's what's another? maybe a second application to you of courage in the workplace, something that you would point to. As an example, uh, a North Star of courage in the workplace. What, what what else would you share with the audience?
1: Yeah, I'll leave listeners with, uh, you know, we're, we talk a lot about data and we talk a lot about metrics and we kind of, you know, we are what we measure, et cetera. But far too often within the team structure and, uh, you know, across the organization, team one versus team two we tend not to share information, goals, and data across the uh, the silos of, of, of our business. And the courageous leader is the one who's going to lead the way and show that hiding and obfuscation is detrimental to the long-term uh, future of, of the business. It might help you hold on to your job for a brief period of time by hiding the the blinking red lights in your part of the organization. But if you show the blinking red lights to the rest of the organization, and you invite them in to help and say, hey, we're all in this together, I got this blinking red light over here, Uh, can can you please help me? That is courage. That takes a lot of courage uh, to do that, and the business is better off for it
0: you know you're here in self help or or therapy asking for help is one of the most courageous things you can do right and, and admitting that you need help uh, goes such a long way and i think something i've discovered in talking to you is that there is not as much a line between personal self care and professional self care it's it's the idea of finding this middle ground of who you are and what you need and and being truthful about that and i think this courage topic goes a long way to hopefully alerting people to it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to have those anxious moments. It's okay to work through these things as an employee, an individual contributor, and as a manager. Managers don't have all the answers. <laughs> they, don't, they don't. They have to learn too. And I think you really uh, hit on some great points here today. Uh, we're going to continue these conversations. Don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also head to... Uh, well, we, I don't think we've talked about it yet. Uh, your website, Andy. Where can people find you these days and and where can content be found i know the saturday morning Muse, the podcast and so much more coming out soon uh where can people find out more information
1: yeah so we're at andrewtempty.com all one string a-n-d-r-e-w-t-e-m-t-e.com uh we got we got music there we've got the podcast we've got the saturday morning muse and uh and 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 more and more to come and it's all it's all free uh, it, and, uh, and, and it's, uh, it's all my two cents uh, to you and hopefully everybody learns and grows from it
0: on the next episode. And, and don't feel like you need to listen to these in any specific order. You know, you'll hear me referencing back to some things in past episodes, but if you have a topic that you really just want to hone in on, Andy does a great job of, of, really giving context to all of his answer. But next time out, we're going to talk about loyalty and I have some opinions there. I know shocking to, to people, but, uh, loyalty, a great word. Uh, I think a lot of people care about, but I think it's application in business. They'll be very interested to hear from you, Andy, uh, how you see that coming about. As always, subscribe, share on social media, The Balancing Act podcast, and find Andy's book wherever you shop for your favorite books. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time right here on The Balancing Act.